Hi guys, my name is Alex Armitas. I'm with Sam's Number Three Restaurants. Uh, we're a three-generation restaurant out of Colorado. My name is Eric Peterson. We're coming to you from the legendary Bullenbush Brewery in Glendale, Colorado. I got two of my favorites, prime rib and beer. Hi, I'm Kevin Morrison. I'm with Tacos, Tequila, Whiskey, and Fish and Beer. We have three locations for TTW. We have the Highlands, Gubbs Park, and our original one at Colfax in York. Today, we happen to be at Fish and Beer, 3510 Larimer Street in Rhino neighborhood. My name is Jared Leonard. I'm the founder and CEO of SSC Hospitality. We own AJ's Pit Barbecue right here, the Budlong Hot Chicken, 81 South Penn, and uh, Grabowski's Pizzeria at 3350 Brighton Boulevard and Campfire Evergreen up in Evergreen, Colorado. So the pre-COVID model uh, of Sam's number threes have always been um, huge dining rooms. Um, get anybody in here uh toddlers we're in, we're in charge of feeding families um and it's anything from a little kid's meal up to a ribeye if if, if you want or or trout almondine but we're a diner we're a 16 page hot mess and um the the focus has always been getting people in here giving them great service um, enjoying meeting them and having them come back the post-covid business model has been to really pivot um, and pivot in terms of, you know, what you're allowed to do. And what you're allowed to do is some days you're allowed to be 50% open. Some days you're allowed to seat 10 people at a table. Some days you're allowed to sit six people at a table. Some times you're not allowed to have anybody in the restaurant. The focus is to become the most efficient takeout restaurant you can become because if you don't get that right, you don't get a second chance. So the Bull and Bush, which uh, my dad and uncle started in 1971, uh, was modeled after the original Bull and Bush in London. It's a British style pub serving the community. Um, people have had first dates here. People have multi-generational family reunions here. Um, so COVID has really changed a lot of that for us. Uh, what we're doing now is we put in a beer garden out in the parking lot and really resembled uh, a, a brand new food ordering system online. Uh, we've curated some really cool to-go containers to get the prime rib and the chicken fried steak and chicken fried chickens uh, hot and fresh to people. So when they come in and pick up meals to go, uh, we're very confident in the quality that we're serving and uh, just keeping that really rolling with the to-go's. So fish and beer as well as TTW pre-COVID was loud, jam-packed, very, uh, very friendly, very neighborhood, kind of a community gathering place, just a fun time to forget about life, uh, eat some affordable food, have some great cocktails, and just chill with your friends or on a date. With COVID, that has uh, changed everything. Our dining rooms are empty, our patios are empty. So we've kind of um, leaned towards the carry-out and delivery business. They haven't changed much other than we follow the rules during COVID that we can't have people in our restaurant dining in. Uh, one thing we've done, though, is we have optimized our delivery and to-go systems to really create a great experience for the food taken out of the restaurant, just as we want you to have a great experience in our restaurant. So model hasn't changed. We definitely have fine-tuned our ability to execute the to-go model though is that's the only option for what we're doing yeah what what keeps you up is is the same thing that's been keeping you up since march um 
it hasn't changed. It's it's your staff family, and how do you provide how do you provide as an employer and survive so that if you can make it through this, you're not training again. And what I mean by that is every every employee that becomes part of your staff family is going to cost you at least seven grand to train. So ten people that's it's pretty easy math. That's seventy grand, right? So. The whole staff family at Sam's Number Three between the three stores is is 160 plus full-time equivalents. So that's a nightmare thinking that that's a multiplier of seven grand. So the the goal has always been to just battle. Let's just battle and survive. And so that's what keeps me up every night is I'm battling and surviving. It's okay that we lost money today. People got paychecks. Uh, probably the one thing that really keeps me up at night is the health and safety of, of the employees here. Uh, we've had employees that, Katie, who started the year I was born in 1973. So we have long-term employees that have been with us forever. And what keeps me up at night is if some, you know, somebody got sick. It's all about the people and the staff and keeping them gainfully employed. And they put their heart and soul into, in, into this place. So my brother and I put our heart and soul into keeping a safe environment and doing everything properly here. And uh, that's kind of what keeps me up at night. I guess if I had to say what keeps me up at night, um, I'm not a political guy, but I'd have to say the lack of support from uh, the government and the stipulations, uh, the handcuffs that they're putting on us. You know, I'm all for doing what we can to slow the pace, slow the growth of COVID. Uh, however, we're asking to shut our businesses. Um, I'm fortunate enough, we're a restaurant, we can be open partially, but bars, I have friends that own bars, they're not even allowed to open. And then the government's not helping them out in a timely manner. Uh, that would keep me up all night. It, it does keep me up all night. What keeps me up at night? You know, uh, making sure my employees are, are happy, healthy, and, and doing well. Uh, being part of a, 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 not just part, but founder and head of a big organization, I wish I could spend more time with each individual person that works for us. So making sure that the staff, and I just, I really do mean this, is, is uh, everybody's doing well and mentally, probably more so than physically even because this has been such a mentally challenging year. So my heart and head is always with others to, to just hope they're making it through. Um, what keeps me up at night, what keeps me going is the same answer. The, um, it's Jason, it's Shelby, it's Oscar, it's Emilio, it's Kathy. It, it's, it's everybody in our staff family that we've got to provide for. And we're, we're you know, that's been a massive, massive team and asset that I don't want to lose. So what keeps me going is still these people, uh, my staff family, my own family. Um, you got to battle, you, get, you can't give up. Uh, the thing that keeps us going is just keeping the tradition of the bull and bush alive. Uh, there's so many, so many places in Denver have disappeared, vaporized. I mean, the bull and bush, which my dad and uncle started back in 1971. I mean, this is a dinosaur. You know, two brothers couldn't come along, find some land, build a freestanding building and put in a brewery and do what we do. Uh, keeping that going for all of us in 2020 you know, and further down the line for 
my brother's daughter Piper. That's kind of what keeps it all going. I think the thing that really keeps me going and my crew going is our passion for the hospitality industry and our passion to cook. I've gotten involved more in the kitchen lately. Uh, it's kind of my zen, kind of my, my comfort place where I go just to have fun. It's my playground is I just go in the kitchen and cook. That's what keeps me going, knowing we're going to come out of this. Uh, we might be smaller in size, we might have less employees, less restaurants, but knowing one day we'll come back out of it and we'll be crowded again. So what keeps me going? You know, people keep me going, whether it's my kids or Feather Restaurant Tours. People are, are highly interesting and inspiring to me. Yeah, I, I try to inspire other people, but I really look to others for inspiration. And, uh, you know, human beings, just a culture of people really fascinates me. So I think this year, something that has inspired me and kept me going is people's ability to pivot, come up with new ideas, creativity. You know, even through some of the closures I've seen, there have been very, very creative uh, births of new things from closures. Sometimes something burns down before the rebirth of the phoenix. So the people keep me going and keep me inspired. We prepared a few things that are kind of our, our uh, mainstays. And then we have our Colorado Buffalo Burrito. Uh, it's ground buffalo, bacon, jalapenos, breakfast potatoes, eggs, um, our famous kicking pork green chili, jack cheese, cheddar cheese, avocado, salsa, sour cream, and guacamole if you want it. So our first dish here that we're featuring is our uh, Colorado raised uh, prime rib. We serve it on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays. You can get a queen's cut or a larger king's cut. Uh, we serve it with Colorado style uh, mashed potatoes and, and green chili, a little Colorado gravy, uh, some creamy horseradish, some house-made au jus. And I prefer to uh, pair it up with our Big Ben brown ale, real malty uh, English style brown ale, kind of a classic, uh, classic style. Goes well with pretty much anything on the menu. And our second favorite here is the uh, chicken fried chicken. The chicken comes from Redbird Farms uh, here in Colorado. Uh, mashed potatoes and gravy and some uh, garlic bread. I like to pour it up with our, or pair it up with our man beer. It's a classic English style uh, IPA. So a nice malty backboned IPA. And those are two of our uh, signature dishes that good comfort food. Let me tell you about our fi my favorite dish on the menu. This is uh, what we call our fish and beer basket. Now, pre-COVID or when we were allowed to have guests in-house, we would serve this with a little shot of beer. So we have our fish and then we have our beer. Since we're doing deliveries, we can't serve the uh, beer to go. But this dish, believe it or not, travels really well. We vent the lid. It's our uh, beer-battered, fried, sustainable cod, house-made fries, house-made tartar, and our coleslaw. My favorite dish on the menu. A new dish we're gonna have coming out shortly is our crab stuffed cod. Same cod, just prepared a little bit differently. It's baked instead of fried, stuffed with jumbo lump crab meat, tossed with a little lemon, Old Bay, mayonnaise, and a little bit of Parmesan cheese, baked in white wine and lemon. Welcome to AJ's Pit Barbecue. Today we're gonna share some of our delicious smoked meats with you. First I'm gonna pull out some brisket. Woo, fresh out of the pit. That's the way to do it, we cook it fresh every day. Our brisket's cooked for 16 hours overnight over a wood fire. True Texas style. We got some sausage. Woo! I dropped my sausage on the floor, Jay. Jalapeno cheddar hot link. We got some pastrami in here. I'll make you a little sampler platter. So brisket, 
And pastrami, you can see from the cut here, same cut, just brined or cured. That's why it's pink inside. And then this is smoked. And both of them have that nice smoky bark on the outside of them. That comes from cooking with a wood fire and the spice rub, the sugar in our spice rub that caramelizes, that cooks overnight. Our fire burns 24 hours a day. It's always going. We cook with Texas post oak. We do it the old-fashioned way, low and slow. I think, I think that we have to be conscious of balance. Um, there's a balance missing, you know, from, from our government really truly trying to understand what we're doing. Um, and when I say that, it's the, the balance of, you know, as a consumer, balance yourself out to like, hey, you know what, instead of Starbucks today, I'm going to go have a latte from Danny's or whatever, you know, or Sam's number three, whoever, but balance, balance some of the, your spending out to the small guys. And um, the, other th the other balance I think should happen is really, really understanding the science. I don't think the science, uh, I trust the scientists, but I don't think it's fair in terms of the, the restaurants being the scapegoat, um, especially when there's studies coming out that 5% of COVID issues can really directly be tied to our industry. So yeah, let's just find a balance. Let's balance our, you know, let's balance our giving and our spending and figure out how to, to, to help the little guys out as well as, I mean, I, you gotta go to the big guy too, but um, that's, what, that's what I'd like to see happen. Well, one thing that we're truly passionate about is just keeping the small businesses going. And, you, you know, we're at such a disadvantage uh, compared to other companies that don't really have a lot of restrictions against them. Um, but we've, we've been bobbing and weaving and, and kind of figuring it out. Um, like we were talking about earlier, the businesses that can change and adapt are the ones that are going to be rewarded in the end. And when we all get through this, um, we'll all be better for it. And I think there's going to be a bigger appreciation for the small guys that do something truly, truly world-class and unique like the bull and bush. And uh, I look forward to the future and sky's the limit after this opens up. I guess the good thing that has come out of COVID is um, as a business, we're becoming stronger. We look at every single line now in the P&L every week versus before. If a line item was less than 1% or less than 2%, we wouldn't pay that much attention to it. But now we're paying attention to every line item. Um, and also some of my crew has really stepped up and uh, risen to the top, faced the challenge, and um, made, some, uh, made two, two employees in my company and made them partners in the company. Um, so that's been, that's been amazing. And it made me appreciate everything, all the little things that much more. And really, uh, really humbled by this experience and knowing that we're, we are going to come out of it, uh, we're gonna, but we're going to come out of it as better operators, better cooks, better leaders, better partners. So to the leaders that are in charge, I always wish the best for them. I always want our local and national officials to, to be blessed with the intelligence and the heart to make the right choices. I never pretend to know the answers for what they're doing because their job is very difficult this year. Uh, they, they have a harder time with this than any of us. So. Uh, I fully support anyone who's in charge and appreciate the responsibility that they've taken on themselves to be a public servant. And, uh, you know, we'll get through this to the other side, uh, ha hopefully all healthy, happy, and, and continuing to support our leaders.